0: The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. International Podcast Day is dedicated to promoting podcasting worldwide. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. First, head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Second, use hashtag podcast day to join in the conversation. Remember September 30th. Now, let's start the conversation. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling, and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at myhousesportsgear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to mattalkonline.com slash ice. Episode 12 of the Ice Hours, we are preparing for another season of Division Three Wrestling. My name's Jason Bryant here with you for another exciting year of the Ice Hour, again brought to you by My House Sports Gear. Our guest today, the head coach of the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, Dave Malachek, or Dave, as you said in the pre-show, you, you've changed your name over the years that it annoys your ah. mother so much. What, let's go through the pronunciation story before we start talking wrestling.
1: Here. Well, everybody in my family, except so my two brothers and my sister, everybody in my family says it's Malachek. And my nephew wrestled at the Air Force Academy when you came last year. It's Marcus Malachek. But when I was doing my student teaching in 1994, I was just trying to keep the kids to remember my last name. So I said, it's Wheat Checks, Corn Checks, Malachek. And I've always just left it as Malachek. So it's Dave Malachek. And it drives my family nuts. My mom, it's still fire She won't listen to this, I hope. But she, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. You <laughs> hope, you I'm hope. At, so you can say Malachek or Malachek. I'll answer to both, but I've been going by Malachek for 20-some years now.
0: All right. So, see, now now you've told me the actual, the, the real, literal, correct version of it based on the birth certificate and the family lineage. Now I'm going to be like, crap, I just got it right. Now it's like, uh Malachek, yeah, anyway. <laughs>
1: hey, call me Dave. <laughs> It's sure, all good,
0: Jason. Sure thing, Dave. Now, a uh, big year for lacrosse coming up as uh, you guys are again going to be the host of the NCAA Division Three Championships at the Lacrosse Center on March 10th and 11th. And I've been in lacrosse on two occasions for the previous Division Three Championships that have been held there. There've been numerous ones there, but uh, th- this is one of my favorite cities when it comes to wrestling and for hosting of the championships. Now, Cedar Rapids did a great job. I loved Hershey as well, but. So I'm at lacrosse. This this is a special place. What what makes having the Division threes in lacrosse that so much fun for you guys?
1: Well, I think Jason, it it is a lot of fun, and and being to uh, so many national tournaments as a coach, and and then being a, a spectator at the Division one national tournaments. We're trying to make it as fan friendly. We're trying to make it as easy for our coaches, and we want the best experience for our athletes. And that that's no salesmanship there. That's just really what we're trying to do. And when I got here eleven years ago. I kept asking our AD then, hey, we need to host the NCAA championships. We have the city for it. We have the facilities. We have everything. And people are excited about wrestling here in the Midwest and really excited about wrestling in the city of lacrosse. So having it downtown, Jason, as you've been here before, keeps getting better. You know, Kim Bloom, our athletic director now, is assistant AD then and does a phenomenal job of running the tournament. Aaron Thacker is going to run it this year with Kim watching. and. And it really comes down to putting the right people in the right places for that national tournament. We've had our site visit by the NCAA championships that went over, you know, just awesome facility. Uh, And the convenience is number one. Warm-up mats. We'll have more warm-up mats than anybody else has had. We'll have four mats down there for them to warm up. You're close to everything. You don't have to drive. All your food, your restaurants, everything you need as a spectator, a coach, and an athlete Uh, is within walking distance you park your car you're in your hotel there's skywalks because you never can tell with the weather in wisconsin it's just the perfect spot to have it so i encourage everybody to come on out and you're going to see where you want to try to go break that attendance record that hershey uh has from a couple years ago and and like you said jason sea rapids did a a great job and everybody that's that's hosted does a great job we just want to make it that much better
0: and I'll say this, and this show is not actually financed by the NCAA, so I can actually make a reference, and, and this isn't also anything from uh, the school there, but I'll say this, folks, if you're a wrestling fan and you like to have fun at wrestling events, I will say Lacrosse, Wisconsin, is at one of the, the most fun places I've ever had. And it may or may not be because a buddy of mine from Virginia was a bartender at one of the numerous establishments in the place and I guess coach as as a as a Division 3 wrestling coach you can't really talk about the establishments much when when talking no. about how great the city is but there's a lot of places for uh those of us that are of the adult age to have uh, yes. plenty plenty of socialization and wrestling talk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely plenty of wrestling talk. I mean it's really nice uh a lot of the sponsors that we've had uh, that support athletics that are going to be opening up their businesses and really welcoming college wrestling fans to the lacrosse center. Welcome to the city, as you said, Jason. Plenty of social areas, uh, many choices. It's not like just one or two, or you got to drive a couple miles. You will walk across the street from the arena. If you want ice cream, you want pizza, you want adult beverages, you want family atmosphere, you want adult atmosphere. It's all right there, right down by the lacrosse center. And once again, those businesses are excited to have all of you fans come and check out this great city of Lacrosse.
0: If you even want alligator, you can get it there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, buzzard billies, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the things things I remember. Uh, and, and oh yeah, only
1: and, in Wisconsin will you get alligator.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sure somebody over here in Minnesota has probably got a gator in a lake somewhere, but uh, you, you, you never know. I mean, we got plenty of them. Although I understand this is, I, I understand there's a. A little battle between Minnesota and Wisconsin about the number of lakes which yeah. which state has the most. And I actually was talking with a friend of mine, Joe Bush. He told me he lives in Wisconsin now, up near Stevensburg. Yeah. He goes, You know, Wisconsin's got more lakes than Minnesota. And I'm like, they wait, do. I
1: just I just saw that the other day, Jason, they have have over twelve thousand lakes here. Um, you know, but we claim to be the dairy state, which now, California has more dairy producing, so I don't know where to run with this, and I don't know why we're talking about it on a wrestling show, but, yes, we have more lakes than Minnesota. <laughs> uh, well,
0: because I live in Minnesota, and there's another – I'm going to talk about this Minnesota connection here in a moment. We've talked about it a little bit uh, on pre- on other shows and other shows on this network, but here's the key. I looked this up. Wisconsin's counting their lakes as anything that's like more than more than a – it's like a pond. You know, In Minnesota, it's got to be over like 10 acres to count or something. So, uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> Now as we talk about it <laughs> just we're going off the rails here as as uh here on the Ice Hour but uh, another thing about the Division 3 championships is this has become an event that's that's being bid on by a lot more places now. I mean I'm I've got people from you know, my home state of Virginia that are interested in bidding on it. There's cities all over the place and this is going to be a lot more competitive for lacrosse to get future events. So why is it important for for University of Wisconsin, Lacrosse and the Lacrosse community to really come out and make sure that you guys can keep this thing here or at least get it here every so often because a lot of a lot of places want this tournament now.
1: Right. A lot of people are gonna try to to host it and I'm sure a lot of places will do a great job. I just think what we have to offer Jason with and you can probably argue with the East Coast teams uh flying in, you know, they'd have flying to fly into Minneapolis, they can fly into lacrosse, you can fly into Chicago on the drive, you never know on the weather. But if you want the, the wrestling fans, and I think they'll come, even if they come all the way from the East Coast, or we get Pacific to bring their guys, you know, uh, coming from the West Coast, we're going to put on a show where the hospitality is second to none. You're going to get an opportunity to see some great wrestling. You're going to be close to the athletes. It's going to be convenient for the coaches, the athletes. We're going to do everything we can to make it a great show. And, and you know, what? we want to keep bringing it back. I I love hosting. It's a lot of work. Yeah, I I appreciate my administration, but I just love this city really just grasped that we have great wrestling here in the Midwest and really great wrestling right here in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, just to have family and friends and alumni back, it it means a lot to us, Jason. I mean, we don't take this lightly. It's been something we've been working on for quite a few times. We'll put more bids in. Um, I just think that the experience that the student-athletes will have and that the coaches will have and fans, yeah, we're, we're a great place to have it.
0: Uh, shifting gears a bit to the state of Wisconsin. You talked about the fan base there and, and the the layout of the state when it comes to college wrestling. We just have the one Division 1 program, the University of Wisconsin, uh University of Wisconsin Parkside Division 2 program, and then the rest are Division 3s and let's talk about that competitive nature between programs like Whitewater and Platteville and Oshkosh and Lakeland College. I mean, what are you guys what's it like to be in that coaching environment where a lot of you've you know like tim fader went from lacrosse to whitewater to Eau Claire. i mean he's coached at a couple of those schools now i mean yeah. there's there's those rivalries there and those friendships that exist what's it like competing against those other uh, wisconsin schools within the state
1: well jason i think it's it is it's a great conference you know you look at overall sports and from football to basketball to baseball to all track and field and and especially wrestling you know it's very it's competitive at the national level it's not just the conference level but i think you're you're finding that every Uh, university in the state system has some phenomenal coaches. There's great coaches at every place and even schools that are in our conference from MSOE with Maggie Zawaska to Lakeland uh, to everybody that in, uh, you know, uh, Concordia, everybody uh, has great coaches that are out recruiting hard that are working for their university and doing the best job they can represent. But there are some heated rivalries. There's traditions on all different programs, but uh, it's, it's one that you look forward to. You don't take any of those duels lightly. You get after each one of them, and and you try to be as cordial and friendly as you can. As I've gotten older, Jason, over the years uh, of really kind of not really letting that guard down, but really trying to um, get to know those guys a little bit better, and all all of them are great. I I have a ton of respect for Johnny Johnson up at Stevens point. I think he's a a great coach and has become a pretty good friend, and actually a little bit of a mentor there of of asking him questions he's been around for quite a while so yeah there's some great coaches and quality athletes and they're all working really hard to uh try to win that conference championship
0: yeah and how important is that with with the way the regional alignment is in division three we'll talk about that later on in the program because that's kind of a hot button issue right now but within the the conference tournament, you still hold the conference tournament. And even though that's not a qualifier for nationals anymore, how heated is, is the WIAC championships now, even (laughs) despite the fact that it's not, you know, there's qualifiers not on the line.
1: It is. It's very heated, you know, and, um, and I look forward to that tournament and it used to be our national qualifier. Now it's a conference championship. And, you know, we had won 14 in a row. And now I think we've lost the last 4 we I've got second four years in a row to whitewater. And, and, uh, you know, there for a while, I think we made I shouldn't say maybe, we did. We took it for granted. We're looking more at the national level, and and uh, Whitewater did a great job and built a great program, and, and Ned continues that on. And, and uh, it's a heated tournament, and you look forward to it because you want to be a conference champ. You want to, our athletic administration uh, puts, you know, some emphasis on being conference champions. You want to be WIAC champions. And it secures you if you're winning conference championships that puts you in place at the national level. So I, I don't know how other schools do it with their conferences, but I do know here in the Wisconsin conference that it is very important. Uh, you'll work hard towards it. We have it marked on our calendar. We go to UW-Platteville and Mike Drone uh, uh, down there for Platteville. It's going to be a heated battle down there. We switched it to a Friday. And uh, we'll definitely gear up. It's an individual tournament. And we're going to go out and try to win a conference championship.
0: Now, as we talk about the the coaching landscape of Division Three, uh, you've got a number of Division One All American wrestlers that are coaching in Division Three. You're one of them, but it's not as as robust as you know, with a, a over 100 schools now. There's there's plenty of All Americans go around. But what have you discovered about Division Three from from your your time at Wartburg as assistant now and your time as a head coach at Lacrosse that really you think that maybe these Division One guys that are they're coming off the mats that want to be coaches really need to give Division Three a look.
1: They do, and I think that, and really the coaches that came before us in Division III um, just did a great job of really building and marketing and branding the Division Three. that, you know, it's, there's great wrestling here. There's some guys that it can hold their own against anybody, and you can mention some of the names of guys. We had quite a few guys here at UWL, from Ryan Allen to Jason Loloff to Josh Chelf to Babado Yewa that all placed high at the Midlands. You know, I mean, we they were battling with some really good guys, and I think the level of wrestling at Division three is 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 getting better and it keeps getting better. I think that the Division one guys, you kind of find out that it's not twenty four seven and year round. I mean, our guys get breaks and and they do a good job of you know being a student athlete, not just focusing all on wrestling. There's no scholarships on the line here. You know, they're here for the love of wrestling. They love the university. They they want to continue their wrestling career and try to reach some pretty high goals and standards that we've set uh as a coaching staff and as a team of what they want to accomplish. But you're not missing out by coming to Division Three. I tell that to kids all the time that you're not gonna miss out. You're gonna see great competition. Last year we wrestled Air Force Academy, Division One School, and then we wrestled Upper Iowa, Division Two School, and all these open tournaments. We see a, a ton of great competition. So I think you see guys coming from Division One, and and I didn't know enough about it, but Coach Miller at Wartburg, when I was assistant for him, really educated me and and uh, kind of you know really showed me and demonstrated what it's like to have a successful Division Three program. Obviously, we're not at their level, but um, we've done some good things here at Lacrosse. But it, man, it's as a coach too, you get an opportunity to be a dad, you get an opportunity to be a husband, you get an opportunity to really see these guys grow and go on we've got guys going to be lawyers and we got guys in medical school we got guys all over the place it's just it's i tell you what i i love division three i guess that's the easiest way to put it i i uh i just absolutely love it here
0: and you you mentioned jim miller at warburg of course guy it's got uh got a, got a couple championships and you'd said that uh you were absent the day he was handing out the the the, ah. the seminar on how to win championships and, and that uh, keller eric keller nick mitchell were there and you missed that day
1: i must have missed that day i i vaguely remember we had a meeting and he said he was going to hand out some kind of booklet and i didn't know what he was talking about so i went and had coffee with this young lady and ended up marrying her so i kind of won the championship there and but yeah i missed that day i always tease keller and mitchell that he must have handed out the day i was gone but <laughs> nick mitchell's done a phenomenal job at grandview and obviously keller's continuing on the ways at, at Warburg and, and done a great job.
0: Uh, yeah. You've got, you've got that, that history there, but let's look at it from a, a coaching standpoint or as a fan standpoint. How much, I, I mean, you guys have been really close to, you know, there was that run where national duels, you guys are, you're right there, uh, battling Augsburg and Wartburg. And What's, what's it going to take to knock one of them <laughs> off? And Is it not be a Berg win a national championship?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And you've asked me that a couple of times and I, I, uh, I think I've changed my answer. I want know, to get a different every... answer.
0: Yeah, let's get a different take well, on yeah, this Yeah, <laughs> let's just get a different
1: answer. I think that, <laughs> oh God, I, you know, obviously I don't have the answer. Yeah, we've finished second a couple of times and we've been in the finals of national duels and, and we've had, you know, a, a pretty good run. We're back rebuilding again and trying to get back up in that level. And we are sixth this past year, but <clears throat> I think it's going to take a, a pretty solid team. I mean, I think there's great coaches everywhere. I think that I, I don't I don't think that you really try to, to beat Augsburg or Warburg. You try to take care of yourself and just really build the best team that you can and have things go your way. And I think that you look at some teams around the country, whether it's Messiah or Wabash or a Whitewater or oh God you uh Cortland, there's tons of teams that great coaches, great staff, uh great athletes. They just gotta put it all together at the right weekend and and uh, that's that's to be seen. But I I think you start worrying too much about them, their schools. You got really just kind of take care of yourself. And that's that's probably been my most my focus. And we've had the most success when we just take care of ourselves. Does that answer your question, Jason?
0: <laughs> Best I'm gonna get. I think this year. Uh, we'll try again next year.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, one thing I love
0: about the Division three championships is is how unpredictable it is. And I remember uh, when I was in lacrosse with uh, with Shane Sparks a couple years ago. Uh, that was the year I introduced him to Dell's bar and its bloody marys, and we uh, were really good.
1: Best in the United States,
0: <laughs> they're amazing, and I'm not a bloody mary guy, but uh, they're they're good. But. So I got up there and I was doing this little uh, top ten list of kind of having a little bit of fun with it, and it was it was kind of weird because there's Lee Kemp and his family sitting in front of me, going like, "What's this guy doing?" I was expecting like the little room like we had in Cedar Rapids. I'm up in front right. of this 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 boardroom of uh, you know dignitaries. I'm like, "All right, this is going over like a fart in church." But what I remember <laughs> about the term is like, there's always a one seed that loses in the first round. There's always yeah. always great matchups, and there's crazy finals. And one of the finals, uh, there's been situations where. Your guy has come out on top of one of these crazy finals and you mentioned him earlier, Babeto Yewa, and then then the, the same thing that he kind of did the year before got it happened to him. I mean, what's right. it like as a coach to see these tremendous matchups, knowing that, okay, you've got just kids that you've got kids coming from D one, you got kids coming from JUCO, you got kids that have been been at these places to start with that just, you know, do you get caught up in those moments sometimes, like when these upsets happen as a coach? Because D three is just that unpredictable?
1: and you said it just right yeah i do jason you get you get well you use it to your favor and it's like hey it can happen to anybody usually we don't have a a bunch of number one seeds coming in no one really does you got a bunch of seeded guys and anything can happen at that tournament. you see it you said it earlier jason it, it happens every round happens every tournament i remember that wild match with babado yiwa in the finals against the augsburg kid and i mean it's I mean, I think it ended up like 14-12. We came up on top for when B won his first national title. And then his senior year, he got beat in the finals by uh, the kid from Warburg. And it, that's just the ups and downs of it. And um, that's what should bring fans to it. You do not know. I mean, there was number one seed, I think, from Ursinus last year at 149 and got upset first round. I mean, it, I think Engel beat him, right, from Cornell. I mean, it's it's crazy the stuff that goes on. And being behind where you guys are sitting, obviously at the head table, you're behind it, people walking back and forth. I mean, it, is, it probably is the craziest. Maybe not as crazy as um, – it's more crazy, I'm sorry, than it is Division One because that usually pans out, and it's close to the seeds. But Division Three, you have no idea. That's why they, they got to wrestle the matches, and you, anybody can win that tournament. I mean, look how many guys were unseeded, and you called it. In the final, you know, Shane Sparks called it play-by-play, play and you had the head table. But – um how many unseated guys were in the final one i mean Broke at 133 uh you got angles in the final unseated from cornell 149 i mean you had a bunch of guys unseated in the finals and or winning national championships that's crazy jason
0: well and then of course then you got the the hammers that come in and a lot of people when they look at division three they're they're waiting for the d1 transfer to come in and just just wreck shop i mean we've had that uh, elmhurst had a couple guys a couple years ago you know with your, your ryan praters and your mike benefields but there's also guys that come in from D one that that don't mop up, and right. they, you know, right. I mean, you've had some guys come in from D one that have you know they've had great seasons. All of a sudden, they get to the national tournament. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Michael Schmitz, who's been a couple time uh, all he was multiple time All American for you, but you know, he was yep. a D one kid coming out of Stewie, uh, Stewartville, Minnesota, going to Missouri, and then comes up at your place. And what was it like for you to get get him to adjust to say, hey, yeah, you were at Missouri, but guess what, we, we, our kids wrestle tough here too,
1: right? And that was more just talking. I mean, he spent a summer it was all. And, um, and, you know, that goes back to what we talked about earlier. He spent his uh, summer at Missouri and they're, you know, practicing or working out every day and he wasn't a grinder and wanted to go every day. And so he won that opportunity. So he came up and had to sit a full year and then, and then went and was a four time all American and a national champ for us. And, and, uh, had a great career, but yeah, it, it was nice to get a kid, uh, uh, of his talent. But I mean, we had our ups and downs with him too, as a growing pains with every student athlete. But he, you know, he was, he was great to have in that lineup and could score points. But we've had, you know, quite a few guys that you see at the national tournament, like you were saying that our division one, but everybody's like, oh, that school gets transfers. Hey, those guys are going to go somewhere anyway. So it doesn't matter where they go. If you're fortunate enough to get one in your lineup, as some teams are getting them from the East coast, some in the Midwest, some out West are getting D one transfers. That's all part of it. And so to sit and complain about it's a waste of your time, but, you just got to, hey, they're going to end up somewhere. You just hope maybe they end up with you. Maybe they're a good fit, maybe not. And uh, you just try to make the best out of it and develop your guys that you have. And like I said earlier, you just worry about your team and, and all things will happen for a purpose.
0: Now as we move to uh, back to the Minnesota theme here, I live in New Brighton, Minnesota. That's where I'm recording the show from right now. And about three-quarters of a mile to, let's see if I look, if I go east, three-quarters of a mile, it's a place called Irondale High School. And, uh, you know, a little bit about Irondale high school. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's on my GPS. I went there a lot. <laughs> we, uh, we have, we had three brothers wrestle for us, Derek Wyman. Uh, and then also we have twins that are seniors, Dustin and, and Ryan Wyman. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to make sure I list Ryan first, Ryan first, and then Dustin, because Dustin's kind of the alpha male. And so, joking aside, uh, Ryan and Wyman and Dustin Wyman are both seniors for us this year. Uh, academic, multiple academic All-Americans, and Dustin finished third this year at the NCAA Championships after getting beat first round. And Ryan was a match from placing. And Ryan's been a two-time national qualifier, and Dustin qualified as a freshman and then got third this past year as a junior.
0: Yeah, and so one of uh, as of last year's team, you had uh, nine Minnesota natives on the roster, and uh, we talked about this a little bit after you guys had. Come out and wrestle, to Augsburg. That you know, being geographically where you guys are, right there on the river. I mean, you you can just go right over, right across the river. You're pulling in Minnesota, kids. You got great wrestling talent in Wisconsin as well. I mean, you're really in a fertile place to to recruit athletes to Wisconsin Lacrosse.
1: We'd like to think that, Jason. I mean, it's it's convenience of being closer to home. We've got pretty good ties with uh, obviously our Wisconsin schools and our Wisconsin high schools, and we work really hard at getting the Wisconsin kids, and we work really hard at trying to get Minnesota, as you stated, Wisconsin has great wrestling. Minnesota has great wrestling. They have phenomenal kids up there that that train hard with Minnesota Storm and all their high school stuff that they have. And that state tournament is, is something else to see and and recruit at. And it's, I tell you what, it's we are in a great spot. We're just across the river from Iowa also. And it's tough to get kids out of Iowa because, you know, 26 schools in the state of Iowa. You were listing the schools in Wisconsin that have college wrestling. How about in Iowa? There's 26, Jason. And so to get a kid out of Iowa, we feel pretty fortunate. But uh, you know, we're we're right in the hotbed and not too far from the great state of Illinois. Um, and we Ooh. even have one kid on our team from Kansas. So <laughs> we we allow one kid from Kansas a year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing on that. One thing is I'm looking through yep. the roster here and it it just there's a name that jumps out at me. And I gotta know, I probably should have done my research a little better here. Uh kid from Sparta. Brock Paul Hamus. Yeah. Any relation to the professional rodeo announcer? Yeah, uh,
1: no, he is not. Okay. But that's a great question. Well that the is reason is a great
0: here, here is because I see the name and I'm like, wait a minute. Rich yeah, Bend no, Rich Bender yeah. is a, Rich Bender, the, the, the executive director yeah. of USA Wrestling, is a lacrosse grad. And he's he a is, rodeo he's a guy. Alum, he's a rodeo correct. guy, and he got correct. one of our interns, actually Sam Saraki. Who is also yep. a cross grad to yeah, write a story?
1: Sam He worked in my, off- <laughs> worked in my office uh, when she was here at UWL. What a phenomenal person.
0: So, as we get there, Rich had gotten Sam to write a story for Gary in the magazine on Boyd Paul Hamas, a professional rodeo announcer. Uh, who has a no. wrestling background. So I was wondering if that was a tie there. It was just it's just too too quirky. they I don't too know. Too quirky. No, you just, gotta ask. It. I gotta ask gotta that ask question. It. That's something that jumped at me. Said, Wait a minute. So plus we get Brock's name mentioned here on the program. Now
1: yeah, um, Brock, you'll be excited about that.
0: One thing that we want to want to touch on, and now this will be uh touched on a lot more in depth on a future episode of the Ice Hour is uh the regional alignment that has just come out from Division Three wrestling coaches. And uh based on the the pulse I'm getting on social media, not a whole lot of people are too excited about, uh, I guess the lack of a realignment for 2016 and 17 with, uh, we got new programs added, uh, and not no movement in terms of the regional breakdown. What's your opinion on what, what came down with the, uh, the regional alignments and, uh, you know, what are your thoughts here?
1: Well, you know, that, that is a hot topic. It is, uh, you know, it, it's a tough situation. Cause I think that, um, you know, you look at it. And every we were gonna we were gonna move regionals, uh, and we had meetings on it, and and there were some suggestions of where to move people to uh, different regionals. And lacrosse was one of them. We were gonna move up to the West Regional where Concordia and St. John's and all of them are in that regional, and it felt like that even out the playing, not really playing field, but the number of teams per regional. I think right now the currently the west one i think it's 11 or 12 and everybody else has got 15 to 18 to 19 teams in their regional uh they kind of came through and all of a sudden we get a you know contact saying that they're not going to be any changes every regional is getting some teams added to it and except the west and so you go from the smallest regional stayed the smallest and everybody else added teams and and i've said this all along i mean uh, every regional's got great wrestling. There is great wrestling in every regional you go to. But the, I think the thing is that you get to the point where there's less teams and, um, you know, with one only has 11, I don't know if Meredith Baptist is back this year or not. So you got one regional with 11, everybody else added from 15 to 17 to 19 teams. I, th- I think that's the hot button right there. Um, you know, and I'll go back to it, Jason. I, they, we met the coaches' convention. We we did some surveys. I think people were in favor. Of us. They gave us a proposal. We looked at it as coaches, and obviously, I don't know all the behind-the-scenes with and how it works with NCAA or NCA championship committees. I just know as a coach, I need to fill this survey out. I needed to give my input of what I thought was right for our student athletes and for the sport of wrestling. Gave that input and, and um, I wanted the changes to be made, you know, now for regionals, I'm, we're going to be driving the University of Wisconsin lacrosse, going to drive all the way out to Fort Wayne, Indiana for a regional. And as we drive that way, you got three schools in our conference driving, or four schools in the state of Wisconsin driving right by us to go to Minnesota. But yet we go out to Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it's not a pity party. We're not like, oh, whoa, is lacrosse. Hey, we're just trying to figure out what's best for the Division Three and Division Three wrestling and doing the right thing uh, maybe and add some more teams to that West regional. Um, cause as I said, it's, it's going to be tough wherever you go, but if we're trying to get the best athletes to the NCAA championships, then we need to do something about our regional alignment. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. And in case you're wondering, I actually did speak. Well, I emailed uh, Rob Thompson, the athletic director at Maranatha Baptist. Uh, they are no longer going to be sponsoring wrestling, uh, moving forward. They didn't field a team in 14 and 15 or last year, And uh, they they have ended the wrestling program, and according to them, no plans to restart. So that'll put the West region at 11. Now, with these new teams, in case those are wondering, there are are some new teams they are popping up everywhere. We just lost Daniel Webster as that school closed. But uh, what what happened was is uh, New England College is starting up, and they hired Coach Archambault from Daniel Webster. So essentially there's there's a push there. We've got a new program. One's closing, and we started one up. But uh, Castleton and New England College will join the Northeast region. Uh, Southern Virginia now in their first year of eligibility in the east region. That is a uh, school moving from an NCWA club program for the last 15 years. Now full division three member uh, Keystone in the Mideast region is a new program Otterbein and Thomas Moore in the Midwest McMurray with its reinstated program and Nebraska Wesleyan uh, with uh, two programs there in the central. Of course, uh, the West stays put. But now, now here's but one Jason, thing.
1: If you, Jason, if you look at it, you know, you look at a non-wrestling fan or you look at anybody and you show them the chart and there's only 11 teams in one regional, but everybody else has got more. No other sport does it that way. And no other qualifying system is that way. And so that's, you got to ask the question of why is it? And why does one only have, you know, and I, it, it. The, the opportunity to do what we need to do as coaches to to make small changes for this upcoming year—we were kind of told that's what was going to happen, or you know, led to believe that's what was going to happen—and it didn't. So, you know, I'm I'm obviously still looking into it and still asking questions. A lot of coaches emailing and calling and texting. We're trying to get some stuff figured out, but it's something that's got to change.
0: Now I do have one question as it relates to coaches within uh, the the Wisconsin Conference. The way I'm looking at it, we've got the entire Iowa conference is in the central region. Now, uh that one doesn't seem to be splintered. Now the WIAC is is split between the West and the Midwest. Would do you guys want to be in the same qualifier? Or is that something that's that's really not a not a big issue for the the conference coaches?
1: Well, I don't you know, I don't know if we've ever been asked that if we all had to stay together. You know, obviously I think we all want to. We all want to go to the West. Um, obviously geographically, you look where it puts us, and are we going out to north ohio northern and now we're going to fort wayne indiana or wabash college in indiana or can we drive or host or can we drive to minneapolis which is two hours and 15 minutes for our regionals i mean it doesn't make a whole lot of sense geography wise of where we're going uh to the regional is that regional you got augsburg concordia you got some great teams up in that one in minnesota and you know it, it, it's it's going to get better. Those schools from St. Olaf and everybody else is going to get better. But still, when you, there's only 11 teams compared to uh, we go to the Midwest now, we're going to have 17 teams in a two day tournament. That's a big difference, Jason.
0: Yeah, we're, it's definitely something I'm, uh, we're going to have some coaches talk about. Uh, a little, probably a little more verbosely than uh, than you have on the next episode <laughs> of the Ice Hours. I'm, di- <laughs> I'm I'm digging up on that, and uh, you know with with uh, my involvement in Division Three and, and how much I love the tournament. I'm, I'm curious on what's going to happen as as well. I'm excited to be back, uh, coming back to the microphone this year in D3 as well. So, uh, Coach Malchick, uh, let's just briefly, while we got a chance to talk about this year's team, uh, what are you looking forward uh, from from your program, and, and what can we see on the match from the Eagles this year?
1: Well, I think you're going to see a, a a solid team up and down. I feel like we got pretty good guys at 125 all the way up to heavyweight. We got some guys moving around, different weight classes. We got some guys um, that are, you know, had a great spring and summer and are excited to get back on the mat this fall uh, when we start practice October 10th. I think that you're going to see guys that, you know, we're, we're going to be pretty aggressive and enjoy the process all year long because there's a little added motivation that if we do everything right each day, you get an opportunity to wrestle at home. And no one else in, in Division Three can say that, you know, we get that opportunity. And, and I know they're striving for it. They got pretty high goals and aspirations, but uh, we got to take care of business starting October tenth. Every day, just to give ourselves that opportunity.
0: So here on the ice, Hour, I've been talking with Dave Malachek. If you're from his family, ah. Malachek. If you're from anywhere else, uh, here on the episode. So uh, final thoughts this season. Uh, what are we excited? You're hosting again, Division Three. I mean, wrestling fans, pay attention.
1: Hey, I tell you what, we got a lot going on. We got a, you know a great candlewood Sweet Duels. I know I wanted to mention that, Jason. How we call that kind of. The, pre-national tournament right before uh, Christmas. You know, Warburg's here, Augsburg's here, Whitewater's here, Stevens Point, Cornell, Loras. And we got some great teams, Olivet, North Central. There's 10 teams coming in battling duels on Saturday. And that's a real good test right before Christmas. But we just love hosting. We got a lot of great things going on. Some big stuff coming up in the future with what we're gonna host here. And, and I, I'm just real excited and real proud to be the coach here at uw Lacrosse.